Hello, we ghosties. I'm Chance Lee. And I'm Amanda McAvoy. And this is That's So Gothic, a movie podcast about girls, guys, and haunted houses. Today, we're coming out of our coffins to discuss Francis Ford Coppola's, Bram Stoker's, Keanu Reeves's, <laughs> Dracula. legendary their destinies linked an ageless myth meets an uncompromising master Francis Ford Coppola brings an undying legend to life. Dracula. <laughs> Beware. Released in 1992, Bram Stoker's Dracula was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. It was adapted from the 1897 novel by a screenwriter named James V. Hart. He also wrote Hook, hmm. Muppet Treasure Island. Yes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like the one Muppet movie I think I've never seen. Really? Oh, it's one of my favorites. So okay, great. Yeah. He's uh, he's got a he's got a niche here. Yeah. Um, and he also wrote Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. Oh my gosh. Which is a movie that I absolutely adore. I've probably really? seen like thirty times. <laughs> really. Back in the cable days, when you'd actually had to flip channels. Yeah. If Sahara was on, done. I'm stopped. <laughs> I'm parked. I'm finishing Sahara. So wow. it was my black hole movie. Interesting. I've never seen it. I've never thought to watch it. So maybe I'll I'll put that on my watch list. It's a who. It's Matthew McConaughey and Steve Zahn, shirtless uh -huh. and having oh. fun in the desert. Yeah. Occasionally there's gunfights. Oh, fun. Great. P Penelope Cruz is in it. What else yeah. you need? Super. <laughs> So this movie has an absolutely stacked cast yes. of names. So we have Gary Oldman as Count Vlad Dracula, mm -hmm. Winona Ryder as Mina Harker, Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing, mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker, mm -hmm. Richard E. Grant is Dr. Seward, mm -hmm. Carrie Elwes is Homewood, Billy Campbell is Quincy. Yep. Musician Tom Waits is Renfield. Oh, that's where I knew him from. I was like, that's who is this guy? So funny. And Monica Bellucci is one of Dracula's like slutty brides. Ooh, yeah. 
And then I don't know. And my favorite character in the movie is uh-huh. someone I do not know. Sadie Frost is yes. Lucy. I actually looked her up because I liked her so much and she really didn't do much else. But fun fact, she has the same birthday as me, June 19th. <gasps> yeah. Oh my goodness. Happy birthday Gemini- to you both. Yeah. Gemini Queens. You need that dress of hers as a Halloween costume. Oh my God. Oh, I will get into it when we talk about that scene, but it is phenomenal. We'll talk about that dress. I think that's the highlight of the film. Yes. One of the lowlights of the film is that everyone, every single person in this movie has a fucking cuckoo bananas accent. Oh my God. And it comes on and off. No one sticks to it. It's, it's, it's wild. It's so much fun. Anthony Hopkins is like Tom Hanks and Elvis. Like his accent is changing in every yes. scene. Yeah. I have no idea who, where he's supposed to be from, no. what he's doing. He's probably actually my favorite part of the movie because he, someone just told him to go a hundred or something or no one told him and he just decided to, and no one knew what to do. I my favorite part about his character is like you said he does not stick to an accent the only thing that he keeps consistent is he never says says yes he always goes yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god I didn't notice that yeah yeah <laughs> I guess he's cut co- so he's coming off silence of the lamb so he probably feels yeah. like and can do anything he wants and yeah no yes. even Francis Ford Coppola is not gonna <laughs> say no to him I love him yeah He's wild. It's a big yacht so, for me. Yeah. So <laughs> that was more Fargo, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is the story of a, a 400 year old vampire who seeks to reunite with his reincarnated bride, which is totally not what the book is about. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, they named it Bram Stoker's Dracula because someone owned the rights to just calling it Dracula. But they could call it Bram Stoker's Dracula to get around some sort of rights issue. That's wild. Yeah. And a lot of the framework is the same, but the reincarnation is not in that book at all. Yeah. And I saw, you know, a lot of things online about how the screenwriters and everyone involved with the movie were really pushing this as like the most accurate depiction. And maybe compared to other things it is, but there's 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 differences. Yeah, it still misses the mark. Mm -hmm. But people loved this movie. It made $215 million worldwide Mm -hmm. against a $40 billion budget. It has a 77% critical tomato and a 79% audience tomato. Ebert gave it three stars. And his review is where I learned about that rights issue. Mm. And he talks about some of the characters and how the characters are a little flat in his review. The text of his review is very negative. And I'm like, yeah. why didn't you give this movie three stars? Because for instance, he says the Winona writer character finds herself falling under the terrible spell of the vampire's need. He, according to Roger Ebert, many women are flattered when a man says he has been waiting all of his life for them. But, <laughs> but if he's been waiting four centuries, question mark. <laughs> the one thing the movie lacks is headstrong, excuse me, headlong narrative energy and coherence. There is no story we can follow well enough to care about. I enjoyed the movie simply for the way it looked and felt. Hmm. So did you have a prior, previous existing relationship with this movie? With this movie? No. Yeah, this had... was my first time watching it, actually. Oh, I didn't realize that. So yeah. 
Wow. Well, probably because it was so popular. This movie was huge in the early 90s. It was on HBO Mm. all the time. And I was definitely too young to watch it. Similar, but it had the same allure that like Interview with the Vampire did. Mm. Because as a kid, you just know who Dracula is. And so this was an interesting thing. I remember being very confused for many reasons as a child watching this movie. One being that Dracula was so old. Yes. One being that he was then so young. Yes. (laughs) And just like, just generally baffled by the movie. And I did read the book when I was a senior in high school and rewatched the movie then and Mm -hmm. at least understood it a little better. But I... I I don't know if I just was not paying attention. I never remembered that Winona Ryder was supposed to be the reincarnation of his bride. Oh, really? I Maybe when it was on cable, I always missed that scene. Like, I right. always came in in the middle. Like, that was a plot point that never, I yeah. never picked up on. Yeah. And that explains a lot about the movie. It doesn't make it make sense. Yes. But... Because it, because for the longest time, I was like, why are they making this into like Mina is horny for Dracula movie? Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's kind of, it is difficult to pick out. I mean, I think I'm going into this movie watching it for the first time. I know Winona Ryder is in it. So when I see her at the beginning being, um, what's the original wife's name? Like Elizabetha or something like that? Elizabetha. Yeah. Elizabetha. Um, <laughs> I can tell, oh, that's Winona Ryder. That must be the connection. And then, but they don't really explain it when Jonathan shows up to Transylvania. And again, we'll get into that later. But because I think the only thing that really happens is he he drops his locket or whatever with her in it and it falls open. So mm-hmm. it's not very well explained. No, there's a lot in this movie that is not well explained. Yes. Um, but let's do our cast and crew overview. I want to start with the star of the movie, who mm-hmm. is not a name that I knew, and that's Eiko Ishioka. She did the costumes for this movie, oh. <laughs> which for me is the highlight. It's so good. She won an Oscar for good. her costume design for this movie. Mm-hmm. So she designed the Dracula's armor that looks oh. like like his skin has been peeled off. Almost. Yeah, like some muscle filaments or whatever they're called yeah Mm -hmm. very very cool she designed mina's like numerous green dresses that frankly i was wondering if she only had one dress for the longest time i actually if you told me that she did have the same dress and kept wearing it i would have i would believe that at least for the first half of the movie like she only changes like once she meets dracula before that i feel like she's wearing the same dress day and night yeah yeah and I don't know if, this, I assume this was part of the costume designer, but in the asylum, the guards wear cages on their heads. Yes. I, I, I wasn't sure if that was like historically accurate. I didn't look into it. Um, it was I, a I choice. I did literally one Google and the yep. one Google said it was not historically accurate. Okay. So we <laughs> based it on this one random person on like Quora.com. Yes. It was not, not. but it is okay. a choice. Yeah, And similarly, when Jonathan Harker gets out of the carriage for mm-hmm. the first time, this woman <gasps> leans forward and shuts the door and she has like coins in front of her face. Yes. She's wearing this like crazy headpiece kind of thing. And I think she was supposed to be one of Dracula's um, gypsies who they keep. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. But that would I make think sense. She, 
yeah, she's probably the one with the coolest line, which is uh, the dead ride fast or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah the dead move fast. Yes. Yeah, I wanted more of her. Yeah. But yeah, very interesting costumes. Interesting costumes. And she did design Lucy's iconic dress, which we'll oh. talk about in the plot summary. Yeah. That thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. When, when I search this movie, I feel like the most frequently seen screenshots are of that character oh. in that dress. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we also have one on a writer, uh, mm-hmm. America's Sweetheart. She uh, was had done Beetlejuice and other movies at this time. Looks like she was verbally abused constantly on this set. Mm. There was an anecdote in an article that was on the website WinonaForever.com. I do not know what magazine this was written in, but it was by an entertainment journalist named Rachel Abramovitz, who appears to have written for like LA Times, Chicago Mm. Tribune, but this was not credited. But they were talking about how she was having trouble getting into character in one scene. So Keanu Reeves had been secretly instructed by Coppola to shame her and make fun of her. And then during the scene, Coppola started yelling at her, you whore, you fucking whore. Look at you. Look at yourself. And so she started crying. And it, it says Coppola makes her heave and sob, refusing to cut as she does the scene six, seven, eight times. No more, she says finally. So that's really rough. And she also did not get along with Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. She said that when they she hung out with him before the movie and rehearsals and stuff. And then she says, quote, it wasn't the same after we started shooting. I don't really know why. Maybe it's his way of working, but I felt like there was a danger. Oh, well, he is kind of a piece of shit, isn't he? Yes, he's a, a chronic alcoholic who yeah. beat his wife with a telephone. Right. And despite that, I can't help that I love him in The Fifth Element. Oh, he is so good in that. But other than that, I can't think of any role of his. I think he won the Oscar for being Winston Churchill, but... Oh, and he's serious black. Oh, I'm not a Harry Potter person. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge Harry... Yeah. Okay. And and serious black is my favorite, so that's a bummer, but... That's tough. You know... I'll get over it. Well, there's a lot of gossip about him in this article. So I'll post a link to that in the show notes. If you or any of the ghosties are interested. Yeah. And I, I don't know if there's modern media writing like this. I love reading these behind the scenes pieces from the nineties. Cause like these journalists are given freedom on these sets and the really? shit they write about blows my mind. There's an article that I love that's all about Julia Roberts on the set of Hook, speaking of Hook, uh-huh. written by the same writer. Yeah. And just like it, I cannot believe the stuff they write. And because they're talking about her, how she was broken up with Kiefer Sutherland and how she was on all these pills and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is in People magazine. Like oh now we just God. get, we just get photos of like Katie Holmes in sweatpants, like a Trader yeah, Joe's. Right? And it's like, like, there used to be actual journalism involved in this stuff, which yes. I miss. If it still exists, I do not know where to find it. Right. Yeah. We need to we need to get on this. We need to find it. Yeah. So our other big name is Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. This is the Keanu from the era that like Matthew Perry is still living in. Did you, did you read Matthew Perry's comments about Keanu I, Reeves? I did. Well, I've just seen them. He just wants to like kick the shit out of him, right? He he basically just wishes he was dead. Yeah. 
Because he, in his memoir, I would read these excerpts from his memoir where he would be upset that someone he knew died and be mm-hmm. upset that his friend was dead, but Keanu Reeves was yes. still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, sir, you are really misreading the room because in 2023, Keanu Reeves is a saint. Yes. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. I, I don't think his acting capabilities have changed or evolved all that much, but no. he's found his niche now. I, I was just going to say, I was like, he knows what to stick to now and he sticks to it and he does a damn good job with it. Yes. He's found his niche and that's not doing British accents in <laughs> odd period pieces. Yeah. And the terrible sure. wigs they put on him. Oh my God. I kind of adore them when he starts going gray. It's so bad. It's good. <laughs> oh, I have some comments. Yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have our director, Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. I've never watched Godfather two or three. And I only watched the Godfather for the first time, like two or three years ago. And I did not like it. I have never seen any of them. So I'm a terrible movie fan, but that's what I felt. I felt I'm a yeah. terrible movie fan. Cause I have not right. seen these movies and I was sick. Like I frequently am and was like, you know what? I'm in bed. I can't move. Let me watch the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, I felt worse. Yeah. I just like, for me, I feel like there's never a reason to put it on. (laughs) Like, uh, No, I get the same vibes from this movie. There's a lot of machismo involved. Yeah. The women are kind of shrill harpies or sluts. Yes. There's a lot of similarities that I don't jive with. In The Godfather, the only thing I cared about was James Caan's chest hair. Mm, okay. And once he gets killed, I'm like, I have no reason to continue Aww. watching this yeah. movie. Yeah, it's like long too, right? Uh, this w- Dracula felt like it was four hours long, but The Godfather, yes. I think, I just remember The Godfather back in the 90s being on two VHS tapes. Yes, yeah, yep. Yeah, Dracula, I was actually surprised I was going to do, because I'm pretty sure you watched it in two sittings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually planned on doing that. And then when I started the movie um, and realized it was only two hours, I think two hours and some change, I was mm-hmm. genuinely surprised. I totally expected it to be three hours long. Um, it feels like it. Yes, it does. It, it felt does. like I watched it for two hours last night and two hours today. Like, <laughs> it's just like, and when I watch, when I rent the, uh, when I rent, when I check out the DVD from the library yeah. and I'm not doing streaming, mm. uh, I, and I, my DVD player, this is way too much stupid information, but my DVD player <laughs> is a PlayStation 4. And if I control it with my TV remote, uh-huh. I can't see the time. So oh. I have no idea how long I've been watching yeah. it for. So yeah. I can't time the movie like I like to do. And, mm. and I'm also like, oh, I've been watching this for like an hour and a half. I'm going to turn it off. Yes. And then I turn it on today. I'm like, God, I probably still have another hour and a half to go. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I have a similar problem in that when I have something playing on my TV, I can, you know, if I pause, I can see how much time is left on the, the far right corner. But I currently have a very fancy edition of Venom blocking that corner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't actually see the, like the actual number. Um, <laughs> so. You are seeing the best movie of the last like five years. Exactly. Yes. So I'm totally okay with it, but, but I have to, you know, I have to think of my movie as like fractions. So I'm like, mm. okay, like I'm only a quarter of the way through. So that probably means, you know, in the case of this movie, like half an hour. So that's, I kept doing that. I kept checking to see the fraction of what was left. 
Yeah, and there's no clear – I feel like a lot of the movies we've talked about recently have had very yeah. clear act structures. Yes. This movie has no sense of pacing no. or structure whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it feels very much like – and I mean, maybe this is to give them some credit because it's so – quote unquote accurately based on the book um and the book really bounces back and forth between places and things like that so it feels less of like act structures and more just like here's a chunk of them here here's a chunk of them there here's a chunk of them so it's it feels more like scenes like it's just like that 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 yeah it's just a collection of scenes yeah (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about this collection of scenes. Let's get into our our plot summary for Dracula. Mm -hmm. So we begin in 1462. There's some sort of battle between Muslims and Christians. Mm. Dracula appears to be on the Christian side of things. He leaves his bride for battle. And his bride in this flashback is played by Winona Ryder. Mm -hmm. We get this very stylized battle in silhouette. And his army is really struggling. Like in the background, there's guys who are really trying hard to get that arrow and the bow and having a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it doesn't, I'm like, is this intentional or is this just right. poorly made? <laughs> and so Dracula's out there, he's impaling people and, mm-hmm. you know, chopping off heads. He has that badass armor we talked about. His wife gets a message that he's dead, which is a lie. And she just cannot live with herself. So she commits suicide. Nothing else to live for. Anthony Hopkins shows up as a priest. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. Yes. (laughs) And I have thought he was Van Helsing. I I was like, did they just get Anthony Hopkins to do this? Like, is this all he's doing? And so he says that she's damned to hell for committing suicide. Yeah. And so Dracula renounces the church and says one day he'll rise from the dead to avenge her. He literally stabs the cross in the church, which starts gushing blood. So much blood. It's so melodramatic. And then we get the title card, Dracula. Dracula. And occasionally throughout the movie, there'll be this random Anthony Hopkins voiceover that feels like it was added in post-production <laughs> to help us yes. make sense of what the hell is going on. Yeah. Random voiceover is always a bad sign in a yeah. movie, and this is no exception. So we are now 400 years later in 1897. Mm-hmm. And we know that because this is 1897. And then below that, it says about 400 years later. It's like, thank you for... <laughs> Doing the math for us. It's only been about five minutes, but thank yeah. you. So we meet Keanu Reeves. His colleague, ostensibly Renfield, yeah. has gone insane. And so he's been reassigned this foreign client, Dracul- Dracula, mm-hmm. who's been buying up property around London. So he's engaged to Mina Murray, played by Winona Ryder. And he says they can marry when he gets back. They start to make out and like oh, hardcore, hardcore. And a peacock tail starts to eclipse yeah. them. <laughs> Never happens again. It's so weird. Like, is there an actual bird here? Cause there's, it's not just one feather. It's multiple feathers are moving across the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the first of many things that I actually like in this movie, which are the mm. transitions and like the, <laughs> The eye of the peacock feather kind of opens up and you see the train going through it. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. 
there so now we're in the Carpathian Mountains. Mm-hmm. There's red sky. We see Dracula's eyes above the horizon, like the yeah. eyes on the cover of the Great Gatsby book. <laughs> <laughs> and a passenger on the carriage gives him a cross. And mm-hmm. that woman we mentioned with the coins over her face shuts the door. Yeah. They push him out. And another carriage arrives to take him to Dracula's castle. Yeah. And the driver is very like almost feathery. I couldn't tell. Is he a lizard? Is he a bird? Yeah. And he has very long limbs and long fingers. And when his he... arm seems to stretch. Yeah. And then when he like takes Jonathan to put him on the, the carriage, Jonathan kind of floats and he, he doesn't see anything wrong with this. He just kind That's of. That's right. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Very, Very strange. We never yeah. see this character again. Nope. They ride through this strange looking overlay of blue flames. Oh my God. I literally was like, what the hell am I supposed to be looking at? What is that? What is it? They never explain what this is. No. It looks like something from the Japanese house movie we watched where they've just <gasps> it painted does. it on the frame. Yeah. With effect. A lot of the effects in this movie are quite good, but- mm. This one is not one of them. Yes. And I don't yeah. know what it's supposed to be. What is it's it? It's so bizarre. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like hellfire. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's bizarre. Not a clue. They never even acknowledge it. And they can go so through it fine. Like, they don't they go right out. through it. Yep. They go right through it. No problem. And so now they're in the castle. We're mm-hmm. greeted by Dracula, who's very old. And he has this very long red robe yes. behind and him. He, and he has a butt head. He has his iconic butt cheek hair. He got butt cheek hair. That hair was so iconic in the 90s. I feel yep. like every movie parodied it. Mr. Yes. Burns had that hair in a yes. Simpsons episode. Yep. This movie was peak monoculture. So like everyone saw this movie. And if you yeah. referenced Dracula's butt hair, everyone got it. <laughs> yes. His butt cheek hair. <laughs> Not his actual <laughs> butt hair. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he has that iconic look. It's very stupid, but it stands out. Yes. And we get to know that his shadow is going to move independently of him. Yeah. Yeah. There's an NES game, a Nintendo game about Dracula. And one oh. of the bosses is Dracula's shadow. Oh, that's fun. Is so, it based yes. off of this movie or is it it's based off of-, of this movie? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, there were like four versions of a Dracula game based off this movie. That's so funny. I and have as to a go kid, play those. I wanted to play it so bad. Yeah. So we get the movie's first joke. I think there's two jokes in this movie. And we get the first one where Dracula says, I never drink wine. Wine. <laughs> Which is so cheesy. And you know, just relies on the audience knowing who this is. Like, yeah. it's not even a funny joke. It's too meta for this type of movie. Yeah. So he has a picture of himself, young, mm-hmm. who he pretends is one of his ancestors. Yeah. Well, John- can I just jump in real quick? He doesn't even necessarily pretend it's one of his ancestors. Jonathan just unprompted goes, oh, is that one of your ancestors? Kind of looks like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jonathan's uh, you know, not really the brain trust I, of this film. I was just going to say, you know, spoiler alert, Jonathan is a little a little slow to the to the get on this. And completely useless the yeah. way this movie goes. Oh, yeah. Completely useless to the plot yeah. of this film. The first thing Dracula like says to him is like leave part of your happiness at the door. And Jonathan's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. He, he just goes right along with it. He's like, this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. So he's there. They sign this deed to Carfax Abbey. Mm-hmm. So where Dracula can move and get his vehicle reports whenever he wants from Carfax <laughs> Abbey. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was not a joke that I could have done in the 90s, but now I can. We all know Carfax. <laughs> <laughs> so dracula sees mina's picture on that locket that you mm-hmm. mentioned and he starts blubbering about his own dead wife oh, bu- 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 bu. so meanwhile he and he wants jonathan to stay the night so meanwhile we check in with mina we occasionally get them writing letters and that's a reference to the book which is an mm-hmm. epistolary novel but they kind of drop that conceit pretty yeah. quick yeah so mina's staying with her friend lucy mina's like a chaste schoolmistress and law clerk. And Lucy's a slut. Like that's her one defining characteristic. She's like hitting on all the guys in front of the other guys, like unabashedly liberated. Oh yeah. She's so much fun. Yep. They giggle about these Kama Sutra like illustrations in an Arabian Nights book. Yep. And they go to a party where we meet, all of the interchangeable white men who yep. are in this movie and might as well just be one character. Yeah. One conglomerate white man. They're one blob of a character. Yeah. So back at the castle, Keanu is shaving and he cuts himself and Dracula mm-hmm. licks the blood. Yeah. And again, he's just kind of like, Oh, I guess I'll still spend the night here. Like he's yeah. not <laughs> in any sense of urgency to get out of right. this castle. Right. He also, Dracula also hisses when the cross, when he sees the crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I was just like, oh, all right. Oh. And Dracula warns him not to explore the castle. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of cool. I couldn't tell if it was a trick of the lighting or if they were literally moving the set around, but the whole room seems to start Ooh. shrinking on them when he's talking. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, I, the movie plays with light in a lot of nice ways. It does, yeah. Te- technically, this movie is very impressive. Yeah. This is a it creation. A lot of really interesting little choices made in the filmmaking. And the practical effects are really great. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did something with the set to make it, you know, feel more claustrophobic. Because yeah, there's some really good practical effects. It's really cool. It's really subtle. Mm-hmm. We have the we hear the wolves howling yep. and Dracula says, listen to them, the children of the night. Yeah. What sweet music they make. And Jonathan like gets pissed at this for some reason. He's like, the music. children. <laughs> children. I know. Like that was like the last, the last straw for him. He was, was like, so the weird. children. <laughs> the things he gets upset about. Yeah. And that was a line too that was really iconic in the 90s for some reason. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. And and then so Jonathan sees Dracula like crawling down the side of the castle. Yes, which like, vertically. I will say cuz I've read Dracula a couple times, that scene in the book is genuinely terrifying to me because if I saw someone just scaling like Spider-Man would scare the shit out of me if I saw him in real life. There is something so unsettling to me about someone being able to climb like vertical you know, walls. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. And so I do wish that because I think in the movie it's 
I'm assuming green screen, you can kind of tell, or at least something along those lines. I wish they had used some like more practical effects for that. Cause that would have been really good. Yeah. Cause I, th- it's probably Gary Oldman just like crawling on the floor and then yeah. they rotate screen right um they do this they do some weird kind of juddering effects throughout that are a little unsettling Mm. where they kind of move in a stuttering way yeah um yeah Yeah. but they do make the choice to even though he's crawling down to keep the train of his like dressing gown flat and (laughs) i can't tell if that's a good choice or not it's like does that make it more unsettling or does that just make it look dumb Right, but it would be kind of funny if it like flopped down over That's his true. head. <laughs> <laughs> He's like pushing it out of the way so he can yeah. see. <laughs> Just change clothes, dude. Why are yeah. you going out in this anyway? Going out in your house coat. Yeah, you're and dragging he go- it through the dirt. Where's he going? Where is he going? Yeah, what does he have to do? He just is he's this just, just doing his nightly exercises? Yeah, like what? <laughs> it's got a castle with stairs. This is his own home. <laughs> anyway so dracula's like don't explore the house and jonathan immediately starts snooping of course we see mice walking on the ceiling and he opens a bottle and the water drips upward yeah and a woman's voice calls out to him and there are these three sexy topless vampire ladies who seduce him and start nibbling on him in bed and that's a cool scene too where they like come out of the like blankets like it's I, I don't know how to describe it it's like he lays down on this big bed and then it, it again like probably a practical effect like something raises them up through the blankets and they sort of materialize in the bed it's really cool it's very cool this scene yeah. is very this was one that really stood out to me one because yeah. like I grew up in the South and nudity was a lot worse than Mm. violence. So it's like, oh no, topless ladies don't look. (laughs) Um, But also just the way it's filmed. There's, there was nothing that had been filmed this way Mm. at this time. It was really modern and, and, and like artistic. It's very avant-garde for like a big studio movie to do shit this weird. Yeah. It's weird. Part of me does admire that. Yes. Definitely. And very, very erotic. Cause like the, the first vampire comes up right between his legs. Her head comes up yes. through the bed sheets right there. And she yeah. has this veil on. Yep. And so Dracula comes in and like throws one of the vampire ladies against the wall. Yep. And then the other two are like kind of attached to each other that, and like, they go honestly, crawling backwards. Yeah. It like made me a little nauseous. <laughs> like they're like attached, like from the torso, like once the bottom and once the top mm-hmm. and something about that made me like physically ill, which is maybe good. It's um, so creepy. It's so creepy. Yeah, the, and like and like so nothing like you would ever think of. Like it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, you definitely so I do were like, not expecting it. No, and it makes no sense either. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> yeah. What is happening? But Dracula says Jonathan is mine, which is yes. like the one kind of queer hint we get in this. Yes. Well, there's another later, but um, you know, that's kind of interesting. And I was reading probably just on the Wikipedia that there was some different lines in the original novel Mm. when Dracula was released where they only alluded to this queer moment between Dracula and Jonathan in the United States Mm. because uh, because the United States had Walt Whitman and so would be more open to men biting other men (laughs) that's right (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, how interesting. Yeah. Well, I think Dracula has always been a little bit queer coded, like, um, because I think Dracula was written by Bram Stoker as like a story for, I think, Walt Whitman or something. Like they had a very intense, oh, close friendship. Maybe it was Walt Whitman, maybe it was someone else. Um, but I won't get into it too much, but there's a great book called The Root of Salt and Ice, I think. Um, and I think they do allude to Dracula being queer in that book, but um, the main plot line is it's actually the story about the ship ride that Dracula took to the Americas, like oh, the first one, or I yep. guess England, I'm sorry. Um, and it's very like queer, very good. But I've, I've seen a lot of things talking about how Dracula is like very queer coded. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this yeah. movie does this one line and then, yes. and then it's makes good. him a horny hetero for the rest yeah. of the film. 100%. 100%. 99.9%. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> he does then like chuck a baby to the uh, to the women to pacify yeah. them. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and that's, that is also the last straw. We get the this poor close-up of Keanu Reeves just like yeah. screaming in a way that... It's so unattractive. Yeah. And so speaking of the video game, I was trying to refresh my memory on the <laughs> video game today. So I was watching a YouTube video from this YouTuber called the Angry Video Game Nerd, hmm. where he played the Dracula games and hated yeah. it. And when you <laughs> die in one of the Dracula games, they show that scene of Keanu screaming. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> and on this video he's like he's like what he's like is this what is this is this even in this movie is yeah. this from bill and ted like where did they get this, this clip from, from? And, <laughs> and it's like i only recognize it because i just watched it that's so funny i cannot believe they chose that as a clip so yeah when yeah. you die in the dracula game that's what they show and then go to game over well it will convince you to not die so that, that's true good motivation that's true. So we, Keanu's, poor Keanu's now trapped. He's trapped mm -hmm. in the castle. Dracula hops on a boat and is heading to London. Bye-bye. We get these kind of interspersed, intersliced scenes of him on the boat and like people on the boat are dying. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lucy is announcing her marriage to Arthur, but her and Mina are also smooching in the rain mm, randomly. Yeah. yeah. This you know, one scene. Just girls being girls. <sighs> And then animals are going bananas at the zoo and yep. Dracula shows up loose. as like a big monster. There's wolves. Yeah. Redfield screaming at the asylum. <laughs> anyway. And, oh, and then Lucy starts like writhing around in bed in this like mm -hmm. gauzy red corset dress. Yeah. But like, how does she even own this at this time? Like, know, right? Who is making this for her? I know. It's so scandalous. And yeah. Mina's like, she Lucy's like writhing around and then she goes out into the rain. Yeah. And Mina's all brawless and worried. Like they're making Winona Ryder run brawless <laughs> through the rain in this like sheer dressing gown. And she's yep. like, oh my God, why are you making her run down the stairs in this? Yeah. <laughs> and so she finds Mina basically being raped by monster Dracula in the garden. Yeah. Lucy. He looks Lucy, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Mina yeah. finds Lucy. And this monster Dracula is on her. He looks kind of like a monkey from Congo. Yeah. Michael Crichton movie. But then he has this like squished pig vampire face. Yeah. Vampire face. Right. I don't know what is an accurate like 
description of Dracula, but I was very thrown by the multitude of um, ways he's presented in this movie. And this was yes. one of the ones that I was like, what the hell? Very like Bigfoot-ish. Yeah. Yes. This is the least convincing one out of all of them, I think. <laughs> yes. And so we get some random Anthony Hopkins narration that like I didn't yeah. even write down. I just wrote Anthony Hopkins narrating in my <laughs> notes. And then a shirtless Gary Oldman looking fairly normal pops out of a crate. Yeah. And we see him in London. And is it, it what's the vampire lore in this? Is it daytime? Isn't it? Everybody's out. I think he, I think he actually says something. I think Gary Oldman has a narration point or maybe it is Anthony Hopkins and I didn't notice, but something, they say something and it's really fast. I almost missed it. Um, But they say something of like the lines of vampire lore isn't what you think it is. Like they can be out at day and like, that's it. And then it it shows him during the day. Like that's the the gist of what is said. So apparently he can. It's just so dumb. It's like, you're doing the, like the the thing that formed yeah. vampire lore. This yeah. is not the time for you to just change vampire lore. Right. For this shoehorned in piece. Yes. Well, they really wanted um, the blue sunglasses. They needed that. He has these blue sunglasses that look very like mod. They look very yeah. Beatles, like 60s. Yeah. <laughs> he has this long wavy hair and like a top yep. hat. He looks like a, a he looks like a beetle. Like I could picture them he in like Sergeant Pepper or whatever wearing this type of thing. Yes. He's in this emerald dress, which is the first one that looks different to me. Mm-hmm. And it has a very, very nice like corseted line and like a bustle and everything. And everyone else in this very large crowd scene is wearing black. So she really stands yes. out. He's kind of stalking her through the crowd and she's rebuffing him. Yeah. But then she just like changes face and apologizes to him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being rude. Yeah. It's really something that is not explained well in this movie is does Mina actually think he's attractive? Is she actually attracted to him? Is it some sort of power that he has mm-hmm. over her? They never explain it. And I think that this scene is sort of the beginning of where it's so confusing. Because like you said, she starts off being like, um you know oh no you can't walk with me i'm married and then mm-hmm. like just yeah changes for no reason like the reason why she looked him at him at first was he you know goes look at me or whatever it is he does like almost like this little like voice spell and she looks at him but he doesn't do anything like that to make her change her being it's very bizarre yeah it's not they, very well done no they don't explain it well they end up spending most of the day together. But before we get to the rest of their date, we go back to Lucy's house. Mm-hmm. She's being fitted for the iconic outfit of this movie, yes. which is this wedding dress with this like voluptuous white train yes. and this gigantic lace neck frill Yep, that is both amazing and also kind of makes her look like that lizard from Jurassic Park that yeah. spits on people. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess will come in come into play later. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, she looks like that neck frilled lizard. Yeah. And so she's been very sick and she's raving about her heightened senses. Yeah. And so 
Dr. Seward has contacted Van Helsing as an expert of rare disease. Mm-hmm. She, they all leave her and she kind of starts wheezing and she pulls down her like neck choker and we see yep. two holes in her neck. And then we get another transition where the holes then fade yes. into the eyes of a wolf, which was really yep. cool. <laughs> and so in Prince Vlad is how Dracula yeah. introduced himself to Mina. They're watching kind of like a erotic movie in a tent. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they're there or what's even happening. And Mina seems to start recalling some sort of past life where she's maybe remembering that she was his wife 400 years ago and he's going to bite her. And we get for this really impressive effect where we see his teeth grow. Yeah, the teeth are always really cool looking in this movie. Yeah, it's really neat. It's Mm -hmm. so minor but really impressive yeah and but then a wolf comes in and like everybody gets scared (laughs) vlad pacifies it with his voice but then at night he like kind of molests lucy again through the window like she's writhing around in this scarlet nighty of hers and (laughs) his shadow is going in and like feeling her up and we get this like she kind of rises out of bed Mm -hmm. in this way where it looks like they filmed her falling and then played it back in reverse it creates this really weird shape yep yep yeah and there's this there's this overlay of blood cells going across the screen yeah very interesting choice (laughs) the movie goes big yeah when it doesn't have to but it always does (laughs) and so van helsing comes in he sees the puncture wounds and he's going to prepare a blood transfusion to try to cure her her eye, we zoom in on her eye and it transitions to this glass of absinthe. Mm-hmm. Mina's out. She's now wearing red, which is yes. a big thing. And she's drinking with Dracula and she remembers his castle and his countryside. And while she's remembering, we see in the, the present day, Jonathan trying to escape. Yep. He falls into a moat and has to like, Tim Robbins his way like Shawshank <laughs> out of this yes. in the rain. And this is when I thought about the video game because the video game is just like a Keanu Reeves character jumping around Dracula's castle and like literally punching bats out of the air. That's so much fun. <laughs> I wish that's what this movie was, honestly. <laughs> I know. It's funny that they took this one scene and made like a whole game out of it. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up at a nunnery and they send Mina a letter that he's alive. So Mina's mm-hmm. like, Count Vlad can't do this anymore. Bye. Yep. And he just like starts crying blood and immediately turns all wrinkly again. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like that scene. Like, sir. Very sir, dramatic. Sir. Stop saying that. Oh my God. Right? I'm, sir. sir like, <laughs> you can simp. like, not that this is appropriate, but he could literally brainwash any woman he wants yeah. into being with him. Right. Like, it's been 400 years, dude. Get over it. <laughs> How long could they have been married for? I know. It seems like they, I don't even, were they 100% married? Because it seems like they had just met at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh, maybe. Who yeah. knows? God. But yeah, he's he's such a, he's a, he's a beta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Lucy gives Mina her wedding ring. She kind of knows she's dying. Yeah. So she bequeaths her wedding ring to Mina. 
they put some garlic around her neck and she goes all like Linda Blair and the exorcist. Ah, She's all hissing at them. She, uh, but still Lucy to the core, which I appreciate. She tries to make out with Quincy in front of everyone, even though he is not her fiance. Yep. And he, and he's like, sure. Yeah, (laughs) let's do this. (laughs) So she, of course, then tries to bite her neck and we see her new teeth coming in, which are really neat looking. Um, and so we finally get Keanu finally makes it back. He's got its gray hair. <laughs> he's been in Dracula's house for like two weeks and he's turned gray. Yeah. He's just going to get grayer. He's going to get like exponentially grayer, even yes. though presumably it's like, what, a week? Like this movie yeah. does not seem to follow that much Well, time. and it makes sense. It, it makes some sense that he was gray in Dracula's castle because I think it was implied that the wives were drinking his blood. Okay. Um, so that it kind of makes sense Aging. because it ages a guy. Yeah. But after he leaves the castle, like he should be done. Like he doesn't need to gray anymore. There's a scene later on where he's almost just white. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just like, what happened to this man? Uh, so um uh, old Dracula, he's all old because he's yeah. sad, I guess. He comes for Lucy, who Van Helsing is called the bitch of Satan and the devil's concubine. <laughs> which are great names. Yeah. Dracula turned into a wolf and attacks her. Yeah. There's this comically large, like fountains of blood come yeah. from off screen. And it's like in those cheesy movies where someone has an orgasm and a champagne cork <laughs> pops, but it's yes. blood. I'm like, yeah. is that what is that what we're supposed to be getting out of this? An orgasmic right. flow of blood? Yeah, it's it's very weird because it is it's like happening though, like it's it's there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, but the movie, like, even though tr- True Blood was like ten years later and really made the connection between like horny vampires and sex, yeah. but like this movie is trying really hard to lean into that. Yes. When did um Interview with the Vampire come out? That was two years after this. Okay. All right. Interesting. So semi-horny vampires. Yeah. The book would have been, though, in the in the 70s. So the book oh. interview was out, and that kind of yeah. more and excitement for vampires was in the culture. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Lucy, despite being torn to shreds by a wolf, yeah. they have an open coffin funeral for her they (laughs) they put her in a glass coffin yeah i'm like is she also gonna get buried in this or did they transfer her to like a wooden one after the wake no she gets buried in the glass coffin because well because she's in the mausoleum that's right yeah okay Um, so she's not just getting dumped in the ground that's right yeah but still very like cool i want to be buried in a glass coffin honestly yeah i mean and they put her in the wedding dress which is a choice She's completely pale at this point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, looks great as a corpse. And we get the movie's second joke, maybe the last joke of the movie, where <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seward, like Van Helsing's like, can you get me some tools, you know, or whatever, some knives. And Seward's like, you want to conduct an autopsy on her? And Van Helsing says, nothing like that. I just want to cut off her head and take her heart. <laughs> Well, I thought you were going to bring up, because I think it is right after this, he's at dinner with Jonathan and Mina, and Mina goes, did she suffer? And he goes, yeah, she suffered, but then I, oh no, yeah, she was suffering, but then I cut her head off and drove a stake through her knife. Yes, now she's in, now she's in a peaceful place. (laughs) I forgot about that. That's the third joke. That's the third joke. (laughs) He's so 
good in this movie. I wish that when they had made that Hugh Jackman Van Helsing, they just asked. Give it to Anthony Hopkins. Just reprise your role. You did such a good job. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, he he's he's chewing the scenery with this one and enjoying every second of it. Every second of it. Yeah. So we um let's see. So we get that joke and Mm -hmm. we realize he's serious. He wants to cut off her head and take her heart. So now we get what I think is the iconic scene of this movie. Yes. And that's when the men go to uncover Lucy's coffin in the mausoleum. It's empty. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins says, she is vampire, Nosferatu. <laughs> and she descends the stairs with a child in her arms. Yeah. And she sees them and just drops the kid. <laughs> <laughs> like literally just thud. <laughs> just drops it. And one of the men scampers over and like retrieves the child. Yeah. She's pure white. And yep. she's in the I, the wedding dress with the lizard frill. It's, it's so such a incredible. great look coming such down a great the look. stairs with all of the fabric like like pillowing around her mm-hmm. oh yeah truly one of the best couple of frames of any movie ever it really is and the contrast between the dark mausoleum and just yes. her white skin and this white dress and her yes. red mouth yep just it's so uh, this is always what i think of when i think of this movie yeah and she, of course, tries to seduce one of the men, and Van Helsing drives her back with the crucifix, and she gives the big hiss with the teeth. Yep. And they drive her back, and they do another one of those, yeah. where it's clearly the actress climbing out of the coffin, and they play it in reverse, where she goes yeah. back in. She looks almost, like, disjointed. It's really cool. Oh, it's so cool. And it yeah. really conveys the fact that this is like a force that's driving yeah. her back in. And she, just like the lizard from Jurassic Park, rises up and just upchucks a fountain of blood into yeah. Anthony Hopkins' face. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And Van Helsing drives her back down uh, with the crucifix. And we get the stake, stake yep. her through the heart, chop off her head. Her head flies through the air, and then we yes. transition to a roast on the table. <laughs> Scene, great. I showed this scene in my high school senior English class oh. as part of my book report on, <laughs> on Dracula. <laughs> this is my visual aid for my book report. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was one of the only scenes that actually happened in the book. Really? <laughs> my excuse i was like this is one of the only things that is actually like almost exactly how it happens in the book that's so funny i didn't i didn't know that yeah that was my excuse to the teacher so it was either that or all the topless ladies mowing down on jonathan Mm, so yeah this would have gone over this went over a little better yeah violence is much better than nudity exactly yeah and have you ever seen dracula dead and loving it with leslie nielsen no it's the Mel Brooks parody of this movie. <laughs> Great. And I also have not seen it since I was in high school, but by mm-hmm. God, did I love it. And this scene, especially, I found really funny as a kid because they drive the stake into her and just like so much blood comes out of her. And yeah. the scene just keeps going where they hit it again. And like, again, fountains <laughs> of blood are coming out of her. Yeah. And one of the guys goes, how much could she have left? <laughs> it's great. Um, so anyway, so she's dead. We get the other joke you mentioned. Yeah. Because all of a sudden we're deciding to bring Mina and Jonathan into this. 
thing, yeah. even though they're really just tangentially related. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just her friend, and now they're right. bringing her in to, like, catch a vampire. So Jonathan remembers Carfax Abbey, so they go to destroy all of his vehicle records and his boxes of soil that he has at Carfax Abbey. Uh-huh. Um, is a big bat creature now who's hanging upside down from the ceiling. Yeah, the bat creature, another creature that I was not expecting him to take the form of. Very fun, I guess. Very surprising. The makeup is at least good on this one, unlike the ape man. Yes, it's actually quite cool. This one's cool. And then he turned into green mist. Mm -hmm. And he, like, the Renfield character is so non, has no impact on this story. He seems to just make Renfield slam his head against the wall until he dies. We never see him again after this scene. Yeah, fun. And then he floats into Mina's bedroom and becomes human. Mm -hmm. And she very quickly goes from being mad at him for killing Lucy to declaring her love for him. Yeah. Head over heels, very much in love. Very quickly. There's no, there's no arc to this conversation. She's mad. And then the next line, she loves him. Yes. And so he bites her neck and like cuts himself open for her to drink. And she's just like slurping the blood from his chest. Oh, yeah. He has like one second where he's like, I can't. And then again, sort of like similar to how she went from hating him to loving him. Just, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's totally good. The men burst in, and all of a sudden, Dracula is back to being the seven foot tall bat in the room. Yeah. And this, I thought this was the coolest transformation. Yes. It looks really neat. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And he's so tall. And then he morphs into a pile of rats, which is really gross. And he escapes. And this is the scene where when Keanu comes in, he looks like Julian Assange. Like they have put this (laughs) like long white haired wig on him. He looks like Andy Warhol or Julian Assange. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) it's, it's been like two days. Like it has not been that long since he's been back. He cannot handle stress, apparently. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I think I actually missed because at some point, at some point they got married. I missed that in my notes. Because oh, I think they're yeah. married by this point. Yeah. Well, because um, there's so there's a lot of bouncing around between countries because when yeah, so there's a point where now Mina goes to Romania to meet Jonathan and that's where they get married. They get married in Romania and then they come back and now they're in London. I feel like there's like four separate travel scenes yeah. and that's very true to the book. That does happen in the book, but it it does not make for a very um, streamlined movie. No, it bounces around a lot. Yeah. Um, especially here at the end. Cause yeah, the, they all kind of split up even though they're going yeah. in the same direction. So they, Realize that Mina has this psychic connection to Dracula now. So mm-hmm. Van Helsing hypnotizes her to get Dracula's whereabouts. He's fleeing back to his castle. Yeah. We get a cute little map where we see their little train <laughs> route <laughs> and then Dracula's boat route. I love it's a map really in a cute. movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love a map. The train has a little, has a little train track. Yeah. And then the boat is a little blue line in the yeah. water. I don't know why Dracula can't take a train. Yeah. Yeah. They don't explain that. I don't know if that's in the book or anything. I have no idea. Why can't he take a train? Yeah. I'm not sure. Because huh. I remember the book having something about vampire lore and vampires not being able to cross running water. But 
Oh. How they get around him being on a boat. Yeah. I don't remember the excuse. Oh. So let's see. So they're if they're pursuing him. The plan is to take the train, beat him to his destination, and intercept him. Mm-hmm. But Mina's little psychic connection works both ways. So Dracula is able to pick up on the plan. Yeah. They come up with another plan to use Mina as bait. So yes. Van Helsing takes her to Dracula's castle and they're hiding either just like in the basement or in a cave i don't even know where they are it's very yeah it's it's like a flat plateau in i thought it was like a church or something i don't know it is it's very confusing maybe it is a church nearby because they build a fire yeah they're like in a dark room and Winona Ryder's forced to writhe around and yep, kind of seduce course. Anthony Hopkins. She's making a lot of the same faces she made when she became a meme at the 2017 SAG Awards. <laughs> like, I recognize a lot of the same faces yeah, yeah. there. So I was like, oh, this has been part of her repertoire for a while. Mm. Um, Van Helsing stops her by, like, popping a communion wafer on her head. <laughs> like, And as a kid, I did not know what that was. I'm just like, I why is, like- what is... What is happening? I didn't realize it was a communion wafer. I, I thought it was like some sort of coin or something, but that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like a consecrated cookie. That's so funny. And <laughs> consecrated cookie. <laughs> the consecrated cookie. Um, what did your brother used to say? Snack time. Snack time. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks what me up every time. Put it on his forehead, <laughs> on her forehead. Snack time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anthony Hopkins should have said that when he, he really that should on her have. Head. Oh God. Or put it on her top. Snack time yeah, and right, it burns. Ah. <laughs> Who's we'll to do, say we'll... he didn't and it got cut? <laughs> Bad choice, bad choice. (laughs) So there's a lot of like, I couldn't even tell what was happening in this. There's a lot of fire and there's screaming and there's like these overlays of Dracula's hair on women. And I'm like, are they there? What what is going on? Is she connected to them? Yeah. Anyway, he just like waltzes into the castle and lops off all their heads and chucks them into the river. Yep. So they're gone. And- Dracula's approaching in like a covered wagon, but it's covered with purple satin. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why? So extra. He's so and he's just like a withered corpse in like a yeah. box of dirt under this like satin tent. <laughs> it's so nuts. And like I don't, especially considering what we talked about earlier and how the sun seems to have no effect yeah they're really concerned about sunset happening yeah yeah what the hell i didn't even like think of that yeah they're really concerned that they're not going to get to him before sunset but he's like looking at the sun like as it's happening right makes no sense all the gypsies show up they get in a big fight yeah um and one of the men quincy gets killed Oh, and... which honestly I was like sad about I'm not even gonna lie even though they were all kind of the same person there was something about when he died because he's the Texan right yeah like, Carrie oh. Elwes no I thought it was the Texan was the one with the he not the Texan no Carrie oh. Elwes again see they're all interchangeable they're all the same. yeah no I Carrie don't Elwes know who's who it. I don't know who plays the Texan but he's like he's he looks like a Texan he has the dark hair and the mustache I'm pretty sure he's wearing a cowboy hat um, or at least some sort of hat. Um, I don't know. Something about that. I was like, oh, poor little Texan. That's Billy Campbell. 
He was on, um, I used to get him confused just by name with Bruce Campbell, even though they're different ah, people. Yeah. But he was on a show in the 90s called Once and Again with Cela Ward that I really enjoyed. He's very dreamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I was sad when he died. And he does a good job with the Texas accent compared to everybody else. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. yeah. So they they like cut and stab at Dracula a bit. And but Mina turns a gun on Jonathan yep. before he can kill Dracula. They go into a church together and she kisses his gross, bloody wrinkle mouth. So gross. And then again, because this is a poorly made movie, all of a sudden we get Winona Ryder narrating that <laughs> she is able to her love releases his soul from darkness. Like yeah. she has to explain what is going on. Yeah. And she drives the sword into him and we get a close up of his Gary Oldman like dying to win an Oscar. It really takes a long time and it like ends on a weird facial expression. Yes. He and the camera zooming in, they've got this big bright key light on his eyes and he's yeah. just like eh. like literally eyes roll his back. His eyes roll back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And then she looks up and she sees the like stained glass in the ceiling. Mm. That's the two of them from 400 years ago on the ceiling of the chapel. Yeah. yeah. The end. The end. That's it. And then a song called Love Song for a Vampire by Annie Lennox plays over the credits. It's just <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh. Well, anything else to add for our plot summary? Ugh, no, I got no, nothing. <laughs> no, I really, I really zoned out during the last third of this movie because yeah. it jumps all over the place, and some of it is edited so choppily that it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, the and jumps like in the, logic. Yeah, the third act is actually really quite rushed. I'm not saying that I wanted the movie to be three hours, but I feel like they probably could have gotten away with making it three hours. I wonder if they did cut some stuff there. Because, yeah, we go from Van Helsing and Mina being in the room to him chopping off the vampire bride to Dracula arriving. Yeah. That all happens in the span of, like, five minutes. Yeah, it's really fast. hmm So, yeah, no, I, I think you I think you put the stake through the heart of it. Thank God. <laughs> all, right, so, <laughs> all right, so we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back with our gothic recap, and we'll decide, is it gothic? All right, we ghosties, we're back with our gothic recap. Each gothic film has four elements, a girl, a guy, a haunt, and a house. So our girl is, of course, Mina. Mina. Not much else to say about her. No. And we kind of touched on this earlier, but we don't even know, is she actually Elisabetta reincarnated? Or is Dracula brainwashing her to make her think she is? Yeah. Is Gary Oldman just so sexy she can't help herself? I don't Does think she, that's it. Right? It's like Stockholm syndrome type <laughs> yeah. of thing. Right. And the movie is so vague. It's and it's not even in an interesting way. We're like, oh, we could debate. Yeah. It's just like there, I don't think the movie knows. Right. Yeah, because like, you know, we don't, you know, I often think about how I really like it when movies trust that their audience is smart enough to figure things out on their own. But this isn't a case of that. This is, 
and it's also not like ooh up to audience you know interpretation it's like if we could just get maybe a little bit more clarity just like a smidge more that'd be great yeah great they give us nothing they give us conflicting information yeah and especially since this is not a plot point that is in the book and Mm. it makes mina such a dumb character yeah because it takes away any sense of agency or power she might have yeah her motivation either she's weird either she's not herself yeah or she's being brainwashed there's no good choice here right i mean she has like kind of an interesting um monologue line kind of thing where she's writing in her journal and she's basically asking you know maybe i'm just like a bad person or something like that which is like kind of interesting but i don't it's it's just all very like forced like yeah it it's it's hard to get her as a character in this yeah and the movie doesn't explore it enough no absolutely not so our guy is dracula 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 and he's our you know iconic vampire of history yep. everybody knows who dracula is if, if yep. you've seen sesame street you know who dracula is <laughs> so but my question is why uh-huh. does the movie feel the need to turn him into a sympathetic figure are we supposed to feel bad for him that is a very good question because i can tell you i do not feel bad for him um no me neither <sighs> I mean, that is that is a very good question because I think maybe, yeah, they are trying to, like with his whole but tragic the, backstory. That tragic backstory. But like the backstory isn't even that tragic because he's kind he's a dickhead before the tragedy. Like he's impaling people, yeah. he's like really messing up their bodies, like he's being icky, gross, nasty. So I don't know. Also, I quick question for you, I guess, is something I kept noticing in reviews is that everyone loved, if even if they hated the movie, they loved Gary Oldman as Dracula. How did you feel about him? I had no feelings either way. Mm. Many of, like most of the characters, I didn't have anything about him to latch onto. He has yeah. no personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really surprised by those reviews because I didn't really feel strongly about him as Dracula. It's not like he was some, you know, it's not the Dracula I picture when I picture Dracula. I mean, of course, this was my first time watching the movie, but still, I I don't know. And also, I feel like Gary Oldman is just a very eccentric actor, so... Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he put anything different into this movie than he has with other performances. So yeah, his character is just as erratic as all of the others. Sometimes he makes weird faces and does weird line readings. Sometimes he's totally normal. Right. He's all over the place. Yeah. The real male MVP, Anthony Hopkins. He should be, (laughs) he should be our guy. He really is. Have you ever read the official sequel to the book Dracula that's written by Bram Stoker's like great great grandnephew? Oh, um, no, I completely forgot about it until you brought it up. But I remember when that came out, um, it being a big deal. No, I never read it though. It's just called like um, um, just like Dracula or something, right? What is it called? Th- so this one's called Dracula the Undead. 
Yeah. And then he did another one just a few years ago called oh. Dracul, which is a prequel. Ooh. Dracula the Undead is batshit insane. <laughs> and I love it for how overwritten and melodramatic it is. Really? And it does the same thing, though, where it makes Dracula into a protagonist. Mm. And it does this really weird thing where they say that the events of Dracula, the book, all just a misunderstanding. <laughs> he he went to London because he was trying to catch a serial killer. And, oh, of course. And he bit Lucy because he was hungry. Like, what's a guy to do? Hungry. He's a snack. <laughs> So our haunt is vampires. Yep. Not much else to say. The novel is clearly the defining vampire novel. Yeah. Chronologically, this is our first vampire movie because Interview came out yeah. two years later. The one thing I have to say about this is something you said earlier, which is that Dracula shapeshifts a lot. Yeah. And most, if not all, future adaptations do away with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vampires yeah. don't shapeshift anymore. No, they don't turn into bats, which is kind of a bummer. I wish more of them yeah. turned into bats. They don't um, turn into bats. They don't turn into mists. They don't turn into wolves. They don't turn into yeah, rats. Right. They don't turn into Bigfoot. Yeah. What a shame. It is a shame. Yeah. They really don't go. And I, I think I kind of appreciate it about this movie is that there really isn't any, you know, from the point when um, Jakul becomes basically a vampire which is also very unclear of how that actually happened to him like he just kind of stabs a cross and then he is i'm not really sure maybe he i think he may have been cursed by god yeah and then up until 400 years later so there really isn't any like sort of backstory on obviously there's backstory on how it happened to him but they don't really need feel the need to explain that and i guess i do appreciate that a little bit yeah um only because it probably shortens the movie <laughs> yeah 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 but i yeah, would have vampires... appreciated more character development from the others yes yeah definitely uh -huh. and then our house is dracula's castle yeah an iconic gothic house it, no cool. fun facts about it it was just a soundstage yep yep lucy's house is pretty cool lucy's you know, house like is cool big glass atrium room but mm -hmm. you know but yeah dracula's castle is fine very cold very dark lots of rats stone. walk on ceilings for some rats reason yep. plays with gravity yeah vials of stuff big satin beds mm -hmm. cool stuff dungeons cool stuff we went on an <laughs> architectural digest tour of dracula's castle <laughs> The only real location seems to have been the place where Jonathan and Mina got married. It's a mm. Greek cathedral in LA. Oh. And it was it was built in the 50s. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not even that old. Oh. But it was designated a Los Angeles cultural monument in 1973. Interesting. And it's actually really pretty. I'll put the link to where I found that information. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pretty pictures of, of what it looks like today. Oh, nice. So was so, the street, the like London streets, was that all a soundstage? Must have been. Yeah. My understanding, the only location I found was this, this cathedral. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Big hmm. old Hollywood stuff happening here. Yeah, apparently. 
So what do you think? Is it gothic? I mean, I think, yeah, it's like the most gothic, you know? Yep. It stinks. It sucks, but it's gothic. (laughs) We're like not passionate about it, but it's gothic. I mean, it's gothic. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but it's gothic. It's gotta be something. (laughs) I recommend it for the Lucy scene and Van Helsing talking about it afterwards and then turn off the movie. That's true. The middle, like 20 minutes. Yes. Think of Lucy as like the big bad or something. And then, so once she's gone, you can just turn off the movie. You're good. Yes. This is, it's her movie you're done after she's done. <laughs> she's great. She gives the exact right amount that she needs yes. to give. Yeah. And just nails it in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. Some very, I, I think the one thing I did, I hesitate to say that I enjoyed about this movie, but <laughs> that I kind of appreciate it. So I don't watch a ton of movies from the nineties. Actually. I, I just find, I kind of skipped that decade um it's very unapologetically 90s for sure oh definitely very 90s if you want a taste of like early 90s filmmaking go for it have fun right? and we're gonna put Winona Re- Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves as British people <laughs> exactly exactly so you know have fun if you watch it but yeah don't, have fun don't watch some scenes on tell, youtube yeah don't tell anyone that we sent you there <laughs> yeah no, not recommended. <laughs> this is not recommended by the podcast yeah well thank you all for listening to us break down bram stoker's dracula please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts drop us an email at sogothicpod at gmail.com with comments and suggestions and follow us on instagram for hints about what we'll discuss next Stay ghosty, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.